Welcome back to the Green Element podcast, where we feature business leaders and innovators transforming their operations to be more environmentally and socially sustainable. I'm your host, Will Richardson, and I can't wait to meet our guest today and help you on your journey of sustainability. Patrick, welcome to the Green Element podcast. Thank you so much for joining us today. Um, we know you through the wonderful work you do at Terra Verde and um, I should caveat with the fact that we do work with you through Compare Your Footprints um, but could you tell us a bit about your business and what your purpose is and who you work with? Okay great well, well firstly thank you very much for uh, inviting me on Will it's great to it's great to be here. So our mission is to help tourism businesses onto the sustainability uh, ladder. Tourism is uh, one of the largest industries globally, uh, one in 10 people employed, or or at least until the beginning of 2020, one in 10 people employed, uh, responsible for uh, one in six new roles, uh, um, employment roles. That So a huge industry, uh, but we recognize that also uh, it's underpenetrated as far as sustainability is concerned. So, for example, uh, the UNWTO say that only one in 10 uh, hotels, independent hotels in Europe, have any kind of sustainable uh, footprint. So we know that something has to be done and we know that uh, 70% of consumers want to have a sustainable travel choice. Uh, 93% of the world's largest companies measure their own footprints and are increasingly expecting their supply chain to do the same, which obviously impacts on all sorts of areas of, of, of tourism. But we felt that there was really a lack of practical assistance that could help people onto that ladder. So, you know, where there's a, where there's a will, there's a way. And we felt that we should, uh, you know, our role would be to give people business-friendly, practical advice on getting onto that ladder and moving up the ladder. Brilliant, brilliant. And could, I, could like what? Obviously, you do the footprinting, but you you do so much more. You know, um, it would be great to explore what it is that um, you're doing and trying to achieve. And then, if we could have a look at you know what your background is and how you've ended up where you are today. Oh well, I, I started in the tourism business on April Fool's Day. 1985. Uh, so uh, we started with a business called GTA uh, that at that stage was a 25 million pound turnover business uh, that uh, not as one of the owners but as one of the executive committee that sat just below those uh, three owners we built that business from uh, a that 25 million up to being sold in 2005 for 1.1 billion dollars to an American organization called Sendent. And, you know, th that 20 years was a journey of discovery. Uh, as I traveled the world and met all sorts of cultures and realized uh, the power of travel to win hearts and minds uh, was, a, was a wonderful thing. And then after that, I did various other uh, corporate roles up until about 2019, where really I became increasingly interested actually through the work I do with a trade association called the European Tourism Association, um, where I sit on the board of directors and we, we, we realized that 
sustainability was absolutely core to the future health of the travel industry and that's that was was prior to covid uh, so became increasingly interested and also kind of became increasingly interested that what I wanted to do in a kind of purpose driven manner um, would not be easily deployed within a corporate uh, mm. organization and, and felt that a more entrepreneurial uh, environment at my ripe old age was the was the right thing to do uh, to do well. So, you know, really, as far as I'm concerned, you know, 35 years in tourism, I'm I come at sustainability from that angle uh, and you know I think we you know we have a lifetime of contacts at a fairly senior level but we also more importantly we speak the language of tourism and every different economic sector has its own jargon and its own language but I think we're we really understand what floats people's boats as far as you know how do you interpret sustainable language and make it applicable within a tourism environment uh, and of course we use people like you know people like ETOA who are thought leaders in the space are great rallying posts for rolling out that communication and that best practice um, and especially when it reaches an SME level because you know, let's face it, 70% of the tourist industry is still in the hands of SMEs, and that's over 90% of the companies. So even though you have some, some very large travel companies, there's a huge long tail of SMEs out there. And if the sustainable environmental question is going to be addressed properly, those guys need to be engaged. And the more we look around, the more we see that it seems to be large public and private sector uh, companies that are currently engaged and currently reporting mm. and you know we feel a key part of our mission uh, both as Terra Verde and as working with with folks like like ETOA is to be able to roll that out and and, and effectively interpret it for that SME uh, audience that's going to be so important in the future of uh, of sustainable development. And if you've seen <laughs> Have you seen a change since you started with sustainability and um, and how it's, you know, what what people are talking about? Uh, absolutely. Uh, it, it's from from being peripheral, uh, I would say it's now very central. Now, right. you know, you have to put that in the context of an industry that's fighting for survival mm. uh, and feels that it's on the operating table of life. Uh, my argument is that if you're on the operating table, it's actually probably the best time to reset the heart into a new rhythm <laughs> uh, that can mm -hmm. be uh, uh, durable into the future. <laughs> so, so you know that that's the, so you know we're very much of of the view that we should build back build back better to coin a phrase that's often used mm. um, but nevertheless you can just see initiatives coming from from a number of different angles and the tourism business as you know ca covers uh, a whole range of different um, subsectors and different initiatives are being uh, are being explored in all of those different subsectors I would say mm. okay brilliant and so what would you say your business superpower was? 
it's the, it's those that those thirty five years of connections within within the industry and our ability to uh, really relate and convey to the day to day problems of of how a tourism business works and how people are to make it profitable, especially in an age an age like now when you know so many folks are struggling to um, to make the next salary round. Could you go into more detail about how, you know, what, what is it that Terra Verde um, does in order to help these organisations become more sustainable? So, so uh, first of all, and I think we're pretty kindred spirits on, on this front. Uh, for us, it starts with measuring. Uh, and unless you can quantify, for me, it's like walking into your bank manager uh, without a balance sheet. Uh, or uh, uh, w without a set of accounts, or even going to the doctor and not, you know, getting your getting your weight measured. This mm. is an absolute foundational thing to looking to 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 understanding your business, understanding its footprint. So we start off with the uh, with the measuring. We see how that then impacts on you know what's the nature, what's the DNA of the business, what are its aims, and how can we help it. You know, assess that footprint, set targets, uh, set milestones to reduce, and then at the end of that, okay, you know, you you you're going to have a target for 2025 or 2030, which I think is about the longest uh, time horizon that anybody, uh, you know, any of us can look at meaningfully, and then look at see, well, okay, what can I reduce? How can I improve my systems and my processes, uh, and uh, and then at the end of that process, there's got to be some offsetting too, especially if flights are involved, because that's something that that, that really is impossible to reduce in the tourism business at the moment. Are you finding that people are um, reciprocal, no, not reciprocal, are, are responding well to um, what you're suggesting? Uh, incredibly well, and and everybody, everybody, uh, people love what we're doing. I think our our challenge with it really will is to um, make sure that people act. Mm. Uh, it's it's very easy to say yes, we love what you're doing. Oh, but let us first, um, uh, uh, you know, get back to trading. Which of course we understand. You know, if if you're if you are struggling to meet the next salary run, <laughs> that's a that's a concern. Uh, but as we say, you know, we think that, that this should be added into the. Uh, build back process where you can um, where you can effectively re-engineer your business uh, not only to be sustainable and durable financially but to be sustainable and dur durable uh, ethically and we know that w you know a number of surveys have shown that consumers are increasingly questioning companies ethics <laughs> there was a great survey from a from a, an agency. I don't know if you saw it called Futura the other day, saying saying that uh, uh, eighty six percent of consumer uh, eighty six percent of corporate uh, leaders thought their business was sufficiently sustainable, yet only forty one percent of consumers felt they had enough information. <laughs> so there's a clearly a, there's clearly a deficit between uh, what a lot of um, uh, folks in leadership positions think. And what their consumers think, and I, you know, I think that that 
for anybody uh, is clearly a risk. Mm. Yeah, no, absolutely. No, absolutely. I think, um, and I think the consumers are finally leading the way as well. So I think, um, you know, understanding that 41% is going to be incredibly useful for our business leaders of tomorrow, um, because it is now consumers and our culture in yeah. the UK and around the world, I think, that is driving that systemic change that we are, we've been wanting for a long time and we're starting to see finally, which is which is great. Um, I mean, how do you engage your um, staff, suppliers, customers with your mission and purpose? Well, I think it's quite easy because firstly, we do have a purpose. Uh, and, <laughs> and having been involved with businesses in the past and certain businesses that have been incredibly purpose-driven and have really had a great strategy, uh, but some maybe that really haven't had a why of their own, uh, we have a very clear why. Uh, the tour tourism is one of the largest uh, industries of the world, as, as, I've, as I've pointed out. And, you know, I think it's pretty, pretty unprepared for what's coming down the track. Uh, so, you know, there was a survey from UCLA which said that 92% of under 30 year olds wanted to work uh, for a company that had an environmental conscience. And uh, actually their productivity improved by 16% in working in such an environment. Well, you know, when you are purpose driven and, and when we do feel we're on this uh, mission to help green up the tourism business, that's quite an easy, uh, an, an easy message to get across. Um, and I think the other part of it really is just, uh, you know, keep on keep on communicating and talking to people. And the more the more you talk to people, and the more you sort of understand what they're looking for, and try and convey uh, where you see the sustainability um, uh, in, um, movement is going effectively, then you can reach common ground, and you kind of get that light bulb moment where people really click and and want to be involved uh you know with the whole thing interesting and so when it comes to running an ethical and sustainable business what would you say has been your biggest struggle so far and can you tell us a bit about how you've overcome it it's a biggest struggle will be uh getting people getting people to commit beyond the next three months I would say within 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 tourism yeah. and you know I do appreciate it there is a very genuine concern about about getting business moving again um, you know what's coming out in the newspapers in the last two days is yet another roadblock that we see mm -hmm. to the to, to the reboot of travel um, but really uh, getting people to say the climate emergency is hitting us and it's hitting us now. This is not something that you really need, can wait for another year or two years. It's a little bit telescopic. It's, without being political about it, um, Will, it's a little bit like our government, you know, going 
two weeks later into lockdown has an elongated effect the other <laughs> the other end as you come out in terms of the amount of time you have to spend in lockdown. So yeah. we're kind of arguing that the sooner that it goes into this, the sooner you can be prepared, the more you'll be prepared to meet customer needs, the more you'll be uh, um, prepared to meet your investor needs, and the more you'll be prepared to meet um, uh, uh, you know the the needs of regulation as that comes down the track too. Mm. So, you know, I think that's one thing is getting people to to um, really take up the gauntlet sooner rather than later. Um, I think also there's a there's a couple of other areas too. One is a slightly knee jerk reaction to move to carbon offsetting very quickly. Yeah. I think a lot of tourism companies are fairly asset light, so they automatically think, well, okay, um, you know, my footprint is very small. I don't really need to worry about that. Uh, you know, I can move straight and do some carbon offsetting scheme, uh, which will assuage my conscience. And, and we're saying, well, actually, you're missing that foundational link that's really important to uh, to to how you want to go how you want to go forward. So. I think I think telling telling people that they need to go through that measurement process, they need to reduce their own carbon footprint, and then at the end of it, there might be some carbon offsetting, uh, is uh, is is a key message. Um, and there was another point too, but it's gone out of my head. Well, <laughs> that's right. That's right. The um, I I think I would imagine it must be really really useful because for you for you know. I, I know that every I know everyone in your team and you've all you've all got as much experience as you have to be able to go into conversations with not just this and I'm not going to do a service to um, many environmental professionals but I don't mean and I don't mean it badly but kind of oh you need to be more green you need to be more sustainable don't have so much passion and drive but having not worked in the industry you kind of you'd end up with blank ears going yeah but you don't actually understand what it is that we're trying to do you kind of don't know what we are doing but but you have you know that experience that prior so you when you walk into conversations and then talk about sustainability and environmental um travel they go mm, actually patrick knows what he's talking about because he has run businesses he has been in the industry for decades and so therefore actually understands the barriers that we have to overcome. And that must help massively in your um, conversations. Look, nobody wants to be preached to, in, mm -hmm. in, in, in my view. So uh, absolutely. Uh, and I think firstly, you want people to uh, feel that you're on their side mm -hmm. and that you have their business interests at, at heart. And their business interests at heart are one making sure you know the commercial side of their business works so that they're around to be able to uh, adopt a, a more environmental future. But two, in saying, well, in doing this, you're doing the right thing. And actually, we're kind of pushing an open door with that. Will you know most business leaders that I'm talking to, they're definitely you know their heart is in the right place. It's just that there's a dearth of information and there's a dearth of, of practical help to say, OK, what's the first step? How do we do this without 
you know, becoming a project that's going to uh, engulf 30% of our time or cost us X amount of money, or even, you know what, because our operational systems are going to be better and because our risk management is going to be better, we might actually save money and improve our cost control at the same time. And these are all messages that that, that resonate and people think, yeah, I should do this sooner rather than later. Mm. Brilliant. Brilliant. Is there, is there one piece of advice you could offer our listeners um, around, you know, helping with their purpose and, you know, what driving you you've clearly you you know your purpose and you know what it is that you're driving forwards what would you suggest to our listeners can i give two pieces of advice? of course you can <laughs> I, I think, one. One, one, would, <laughs> one would clearly be measure uh, and and you know if in in tourism i think there's 400 different certification schemes wow. and 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 frankly that's confusing uh, mm. to people. Whereas all of the signs that are that are um, you know all of the trends show that a science-based approach where you actually measure your carbon footprints is a great foundation for this. Uh, you know it gives you awareness. Once you have awareness, then you can start to control and you can start to manage and you can start to set targets. So that measurement, I think, is is incredibly important. Um, I think the second thing is is feel it, believe in it. You know, if 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 you're doing something for show or doing it because you feel you have to, or or, or it's going to be found out sooner or, la- or later. So really, incorporating that into your passion and into your 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 reason to get up every morning. Uh, is quite important, and I see, I see those two things as pretty, um, as pretty compatible. Well, you know that I, 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 you know, obviously tourism has challenges that it needs to be able to face, and and you know, air and getting on planes is one of them. Um, I I used to be a person who was on aircraft a lot. Uh, I haven't been on an aircraft for the last uh, uh, year. Uh, some of the, some of that, I must say, is force majeure. But you know, I do believe in in the ability of air of people getting on planes as a great international leveler and bringer of peace and understanding. So from that angle, you know, air travel has been a great thing and shouldn't be, um, you know, shouldn't be discarded. Uh, but we do have to admit that it's 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 a, it's an emitter. So you know where we see our role with with something like air is well, we're not going to change Boeing or we're not going to change uh, Airbus. But we can tell people that if you happen to get onto a, an Airbus 350, that will be 20% lower uh, emissions than an Airbus 330, and that you know they're both on the same route between New York and London. So, you know, I, I don't want people not to get on planes. I think if there's a viable alternative to aircraft, of course, you should look at it. But, you know, stopping people get on planes will uh, strangle the industry. And in the meantime, you know, it actually stops the investment of people working towards electrifying this or making hydrogen solutions that I'm absolutely confident will make uh, air travel uh, zero emissions 
in a matter of decades. How many decades is 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 open to question. But in the meantime, then there's an awful lot that we can do on the ground services, and that's where we spend the time. And you know, we know that there's three ground transports, uh, buildings, and food are three key emitters. And you know, on the ground service level, that 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 translates to hotels, restaurants, and and various uh, ground transport, all of which are key to travel's infrastructure. And all of those, there's really practical, critical things you can do to help green up that supply chain and make that part of tourism, which actually cumulatively is greater than the air, uh, uh, um, you know, much more environmentally sustainable. Yeah, that makes that makes that makes a lot of sense. And uh, how you, you've touched upon, how, you know, the future of um, carbon footprinting and helping the travel industry become green. I mean, what is it that you guys are doing yourself? You've touched upon the fact that you've not gone on a flight for for a year, but are you, um, are you carbon footprinting your own organization? Are you looking at the environmental impact of your own um, company as well? Yeah, of course, of, of course, and of course. And, and uh, <laughs> you know, that, that that's- uh, Great answers. <laughs> well, you know, if, if look, I, you know, these the, the, these things dawn on you over over a matter of time, and you know, I I go, I used to go on the weekly shop, and just get increasingly sickened as I unpacked the weekly shop by the amount of plastic I was uh, and and packaging I was discarding, mm. and you know, these things just, you know, it's like a, a death by a thousand cuts. Will they they increasingly just worry you over time? So absolutely, we we um, we measure our carbon footprint. We're a young company, even though uh, Chris and I, neither Chris and I, are, are spring chickens. We are we're a young company, so we don't have our first full year behind us. But we are measuring ongoing. We um, we all have uh, uh, renewable electricity. Uh, we all. You know, as I say, um, I I don't pick up plastic any time I possibly can. You know, I I stop buying plastic bottles. Uh, you know, all all of those kind of things are incorporated into our life. And and you know, I think you need to. I'm I'm applying for solar panels on my roof now, so that's uh, that's another thing we're 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 looking at. So, you know, all of those things. I think you have you have to you have to walk the walk as well as talk the talk. I agree. I agree completely. I think that's and that's. Yeah, I couldn't agree with you more. And so, I mean, how can we learn more about, you know, who you are and where you are? And um, yeah, how do we find out more about you? Oh, well, great. Uh, go to the site, uh, which is www.terraverde-solutions.com. Send us an email at uh, hello at terraverde-solutions.com. Um, follow us on LinkedIn uh, at Terraverde Sustainability. Uh, reach out to me. I'm on um, I'm on LinkedIn. Patrick Richards two six six nine four double one. Will so uh, <laughs> we'll put the links up on um, the website if you could, didn't catch that me very memorable LinkedIn <laughs> um, profile. But yeah, I mean, thank you so much for being on. And I think what you guys are doing is brilliant and you know we're firm firm advocates of um of what you're doing and um yeah i think the more people 
talking about it and actioning. And I think it's the actioning that's really, really important, which you are absolutely trying to get people to do and organisations to do. So thank you for that. Well, thanks to thanks to you, Will, and, and and on a broader level, thanks to you and your team. You know, we we enjoy uh, partnering on on the Compare Your Footprint very much, and and that's greatly appreciated. Thank you, thank you. Cheers, Patrick. Thanks, Will. Thanks for listening to our Sustainable Business podcast. If you want to learn more about sustainable business and talk to other like-minded professionals, apply to join to our online community at sustainabilitysolve.org. Join now and find a space for you to collaborate, learn and inspire others to become more environmental. If you enjoy this podcast, don't forget to follow Green Element on LinkedIn, Twitter and Instagram.